Open your mind and open your heart. Keep your promises. Be an energy supplier. Put we before me. These are a few of the values in the magic of Equinix. We spend a lot of time thinking about how can we make sure that we are actively listening to each other and hearing each other around those challenges. We're soliciting that feedback. One of the core values that we talk about is like, put we before me. It's always about winning as a team. That's John Lynn, Executive Vice President and General Manager, Data Center Services, and President of the Americas Interim at Equinix, an international provider of digital infrastructure and data centers. So what exactly is involved in creating this magic at Equinix? And how does John and his team keep this magic formula alive so that it doesn't become meaningless corporate speak? Tune in to find out on this episode of Business X Factors. Each week, we'll take a look at the secret sauce that takes companies to the highest levels of success and then unpack how they got there. We're going to explore how these organizations are run and what's so special about the people, culture, and processes that make it all happen. Question for you. What do you think is the best use of technology? Our friends at Highland believe technology is about transforming the way we all work so we can be more informed, empowered, and connected through every interaction and in every relationship with everyone we serve. Highland is your X factor for better performance. Go to highland.com forward slash insights to learn more. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash insights. John learned profound lessons from his family. And like so many of us know from our own family experiences, he found both areas to emulate and areas to learn from. You think about the generation of Asian immigrants. My mom and dad both came over, so I'm a first-generation immigrant, and that was a really hard-charging culture. I think it's about how can you find success? How do you make sure you're kind of getting out there and establishing yourself and basically surviving and persevering? And it wasn't really about empathy. I and mean, just candidly, I think there was a lot of humility around don't push too hard, don't try and get too far ahead of yourself, stick to your knitting, execute really well, and then you'll be able to carve out your space around that. Over the years, John's developed an intense desire for receiving constructive feedback, taking it to heart, and then making positive adjustments. His formative family experience has given him plenty of fuel to drive on for the rest of his life. I have two older brothers. My mom and dad were unsparing in the amount of feedback they gave me growing up. <laughs> but also, I think just learning and watching like what works, what works out of that. And I would say, candidly, my dad was a guy that couldn't take feedback. And when I was growing up and thinking about that experience, even in through college, I was like, I got to do better. I got to do better on behalf of hopefully someday I'll have a family and certainly the way I kind of show up for my loved ones. I thought about that very deeply. That's always been with me and that drives me. I'm always craving, what should I be thinking about to do better? How can I be more engaged? How can I make sure like I'm present with the kids while I'm managing my career? How can I like listen to them about what they need from me? As John was growing up, his parents nudged him towards becoming a doctor. 
I applied myself to that with great fervor, I'd say, in the early days. But when I was in university and really going down that path, the lesson was you don't know what you're doing until you start getting into it a bit more. Though John maintained an interest in biology, he found in computer science something that matched his interest in building things. I'm always grateful for my background in biology because it helped me think more about systems. Organisms are super complicated beasts. And when you study it, you get to like molecular chemistry and you're getting into the details. But the sum of those parts sometimes doesn't really add up as cleanly as you would like. You know, that's been formational for me on how I think about a lot of different problem sets, etc. But I did like the appeal of the cleanliness of computers a bit more. You could kind of see the path. You could kind of see the development. And it's also building. Certainly at the time when I was studying biology, it was less about building and more about just deepening our understanding. And I do like building stuff. With an appreciation for comprehending systems and a passion for building, it makes sense that professionally, John would end up being drawn to tech companies that deal with networks and infrastructure. Fittingly, one of his early career stops was at Verizon. When I first joined Verizon, it was UUNet going through MCI WorldCom and then Verizon Business. And it was really focused around the internet, right? I was working at the largest internet provider at the height of the boom with some of the biggest technology and kind of pipes that existed at the time. The exciting part for me was I was always kind of not actually on the network portion of it, but more on what can we build on top of that for our customers? How can we think about taking this capability that we have and then applying that in solving business problems around that? Having the core advantage of being kind of the best at what we were doing and then seeing what you can build on top of it was super fun. And then, you know, obviously, MCI WorldCom had its accounting issues and, and ran into those challenges. I think there are some formative lessons around how do you show up during hard times as well for your team? How do you go ahead and make sure that you're still doing the right things in terms of supporting your team, supporting your customers, but in a really challenging environment? You learn deep empathy when you start having to do repetitive rounds of layoffs. You're letting your friends go and you're going through all of that. It's deeply impactful. Learning along the career path is the name of the game. And John has certainly been eager to continue to evolve personally and professionally. And when two friends introduced him to the idea of joining Equinix, he came across an opportunity he just couldn't pass up. I was uh, recruited by Jared Appleby and Chris Sharp, who were friends of mine and I worked with in the past. Jared had recently joined as CMO and he's like, you should really look at this. There's something here that's pretty magical. I'd always known about Equinix since its foundation. It was an interesting play because it was really about neutrality. How do we make sure we're being supportive of the internet at large? by letting all of these different service providers, ISPs and telcos, come together and start moving traffic around. Even the name Equinix was selected as a combination of equality, neutrality, and internet exchange. Founded in 1998, Equinix now operates over 220 data centers spanning across five continents that serve thousands of businesses. The position at Equinix provided John the chance to hone his leadership skills. To grow as a leader, John learned he had to move from being outcome-oriented to process-oriented. Even when I got to Equinix, I was still relatively immature on that process. I was more around how do we make sure we're driving to the right answer, not what's the process along the way. And I think I was really fortunate at Equinix where culture is incredibly important, I think, the ability to develop our people and the way we engage with each other and how we show up is 
just as important as what's the end outcome. I had great managers along the way, like Simon Miller, who's now our chief accounting officer, Carl Strohmeyer, who's now our you know, CCRO, just pull me aside really and say like, this is the gap area for you. Having great candid feedback around the results are great, but if you want to do the next thing and really drive a bigger scale impact, you've got to work on you a bit. Taking that feedback and getting the coaching around that was incredibly valuable. And now I think more about empathy and servant leadership than anything else. Let's take a moment here to really take this in. At Equinix, John evolved from a focus on results and solutions to empathy and servant leadership. The way I show up as a leader is really help align and set priorities a bit, mainly focused around listening to what all of the challenges are from all of our stakeholders, whether it's our employees, our customers, the market at large. And then one part that I add is I can synthesize that well into how do we start aligning all of these things and find the four or five that we need to execute against, and then just get everybody on board around that. Talk to everybody about that, be consistent about the communications, and then help them with resource. That's the biggest part that as a leader that we can provide is give them clarity on what we're doing and then set them up for success. We're going to come back to empathy and how that connects to Equinix's culture in a little bit. For now, let's focus on how Equinix creates connections between their customers to enable their success. At the core of what Equinix does is interconnection. And that interconnection is how can we help our customers connect to each other as securely and scalably as possible? And throughout the late 90s and the early aughts, we were there to help the internet grow. People now take it for granted that you can get HD video on every device known to man and just over your phone. But in the late 90s, there was a lot of question about whether or not the internet was even going to work. Back then, there was a real concern in some circles that the internet might not have the capacity to expand as more people began to use it. And I think the challenge was really around how can you get all of these networks to talk to each other? And that's what Equinix is about. It's about the place where all of the networks can build and grow their capacity together and connect to each other. And it's been just an incredible ride since for both Equinix and for the internet, obviously. Over time, Equinix has been able to broaden its customer base. According to John, Equinix had around 2,000 customers a decade ago and now has expanded to more than 10,000. Every additional participant adds value to everybody else in addition to making their own kind of infrastructure more valuable. And that's been our kind of legacy over the last decade now, which is the first 10 years of us, we were more focused around the service providers and helping them solve their challenges around scale. And really over the last 10 years, we've said, we want to keep doing that, but how do we start democratizing that access and democratizing that interconnection to the broader swath of enterprises? How can they start taking advantage of the economics that Google has taken advantage of for data access and networking. With some companies, their work can be abstract and it can be difficult to see the positive impact. With a company like Equinix, it's easy to spot the impact it has in the world. All of our kids probably spent an entire year having to deal with Zoom or Google Class. Like, well, the reason that worked is because of Equinix, the way we were able to help all of these networks scale. The same around telehealth over the course of the last two years, that's just boomed tremendously. I haven't physically gone to see a doctor, I think, in over two years now, but I've gone in and done like remote checkups, HD video around that. Like that, again, is a use case where if all of this infrastructure that we had helped assemble together through all of our partners and all of these customers hadn't been there, none of that can work. That's been pretty exciting. 
So, Equinix truly strives to connect the world together through an egalitarian practice that helps many of us have essential services online, like education or healthcare, even when it has been difficult to receive these services physically. What's fascinating is that this mission of interconnection also lives within the culture inside Equinix. I think that interconnectedness of our people to each other, anybody can walk into anybody's office or in Zoom land now, anybody can get on anybody's calendar and be able to like, hey, this feels weird. Help me walk through this. Help me think through this a little bit is really powerful. Equinix doesn't just talk about culture. The company did an extensive deep dive to figure out what was good about its culture and then memorialized in a document called The Magic of Equinix. Friend of this show, Steve Smith, a former CEO of Equinix and the current CEO of Zayo, was at Equinix during this process. We were very intentional about how to make sure we captured kind of the lightning in the bottle that was Equinix's culture. We spent a good year and a half talking to all the people that we thought, hey, who has the most followership? Who's like the culture of Equinix? And how do we think about how they show up every day? What are their actions? What's their mindset around that? And we created this infographic-y type thing called the magic of Equinix. It's easy for that to sound pretty cheesy and like corporate, but when you see how deeply we care about it and how it shows up, it's actually 50% of how we rate people. Yes, what you did matters, how you did it is equally important. For my part, I think the magic of Equinix is a magical phrase backed with good intentions. So what is the magic behind Equinix's culture and actions? And how does the company keep its magic alive, even through ups and downs? Find out after the break. When I need help, I want someone who understands where I am now and where I'm coming from, but with a broader perspective. The folks at Highland are like that. Highland is a true partner to more than half of Fortune 100 companies, a partner that understands your industry and offers expertly tailored solutions that evolve with you. With Highland, you gain a complete view of information across your organization, along with the agility to compete at the top of your game and deliver better customer experiences. Highland is your X factor for better performance. Go to highland.com forward slash insights to learn more. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash insights. Before the break, we learned a little about a corporate self-assessment at Equinix called the magic of Equinix. What is this magical quality in the company? Is it as simple as producing all hands events during the pandemic with amazing production value? I would say, one, we jazzed up our like our all hands, right? We tried to make them like fun, must see programming. So a combination of, you know, the typical like, hey, here's a couple things of business highlights. But really, we've tried to highlight all of the teams that are out there, what they're doing and start creating connectedness around knowing what everyone else is doing and how they're doing. Another big area that I think about through the pandemic we obviously have tons of folks with families supporting that has been tough. But just as importantly, like we've got a lot of single folks that they're in their own headspace. You're off on your own, you're isolated. And so that's one of the areas where we talk to our managers and all our people around like, hey, make sure you're doing check-ins. For Equinix, 
All hands are all about connecting people together, but so are check-ins too. And that's a really good point about caring for all employees, whether they have families or are single. There's a lesson here about putting oneself in someone else's shoes. Each person has a unique situation and unique needs. Also, we've been pretty open in our discussions in all hands. Mental health is a real issue. You have to be able to feel comfortable talking about that, sharing that. Everybody has gone through low points or high points or has challenges through this. I share my own. And I'm public about that in our conversations. I'm like, the struggle's real. Some weeks are brutally hard over the last two years. And being able to get that out there so they see the president of the Americas or the EVP saying like, oh, man. And just being able to share that, it creates a lot of opportunity for then people to do that outreach, which is super important, as you can imagine, like making a safe place for everybody to talk about that and share that. And then we can support each other that way. And no one's going through that on their own. It all returns to empathy. John mentioned servant leadership earlier as his objective. A servant leader would be the type of leader who empathizes with other people and then creates space for them to share their experiences so that they will feel less alone and more connected to the team. We spend a lot of time thinking about, one, how can we make sure that we are actively listening to each other? We're hearing each other around those challenges. We're soliciting that feedback. One of the core values that we talk about is what we before me. It's always about winning as a team. None of us is as smart as all of us. We live that. How can we make sure we're hearing all those angles, but then also disagree and then commit? Once we've made a decision around that, support the rest of the team, even though it may not have been exactly the way you were thinking about that. And we put that really high up there. We talk a lot about keep your promises. The personal accountability of everybody every day is so important. A lot of that also comes from everybody knows our mission as a company in terms of what we're helping support at large. You feel a deep responsibility around that. Whether it was going through Hurricane Sandy or the ice storms in Dallas, our teams are on the ground. They're literally living at the data center site, making sure that stays up. And that's inspiring to every employee around the world. You see that and you're like, oh man, that's the level of criticality of this business. I have that same obligation, whether you're a sales guy or a billing analyst or whatever your role is, you're like, this company's doing something super important. I got to make sure I show up that way too. And all this empathy is backed up with measurable actions. And since it's a powerful global company, Equinix's empathetic goals are equally ambitious. A lot of people say like, ah, oh, data centers aren't very green. Like this is a superpower hungry industry, yada, yada. What we think about is we can fundamentally play such a massive role in actually making the entire IT space of the world more energy efficient, more sustainable by being the underlying infrastructure where that stuff lives. And we're going to be sustainable with the highest level of standards. That sets us apart. We're the first in the data center industry to really become dedicated towards being climate neutral. We set science-based targets ahead of everybody else. And again, that cascades to our customers, that cascades to our people. People are like, oh man, if I have to choose between two different things, I want to go with Equinix because they're always going to be there helping me figure out what the next you know, five to 10 years worth of challenges are going to be, not like they're just solving for me this year. We said we wanted to be climate neutral around that by 2020. I was like, there's no way. I didn't think that was possible at all. And we ended up being way ahead of our plan, way faster. And it was expensive, but intentional. This stuff matters for the planet. It matters for our people. It's now increasingly just matters so much for our customers as well. And so doing the right thing will pay off in the long run. In fantasy tales, for instance, 
like those in the Harry Potter stories, magic is seemingly often augmented by an inner quality of the character wielding the power. For both John and Equinix, the inner quality that empowers their magic is empathy. It's important not to overlook the magic of empathy in the business world. Apple CEO Tim Cook said in MIT's 2017 commencement, quote, people will try to convince you that you should keep your empathy out of your career. Don't accept this false promise, end quote. Empathy is not a buzzword or an add-on to a corporate program. Rather, it's a core identity on which everything can be built both personally and at the company level. For Equinix, it is the foundation that empowers the company to connect the entire world. Business X Factors is brought to you by our friends at Highland. For over a decade, Highland has been named a leader in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for content services platforms, leading the way to help people get the information they need when and where they need it. More than half of 2020 Fortune 100 companies rely on Highland to help them create more meaningful connections with the people they serve. When your focus is on the people you serve, Highland stands behind you. Highland is your X factor for better performance. Go to highland.com forward slash insights to learn more. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash insights. You've been listening to Business X Factors, created by our team here at mission.org and brought to you by Highland. Are you enjoying this show? If so, I would be so grateful if you took the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, as this helps ensure that more amazing listeners like you find the show, and it also lets us know how we're doing. If you enjoyed this specific episode and you want to dive deeper into the topics that we discussed, be sure to check out the resources section of our show notes where we've included helpful links, articles, and books, including any stat or story referenced in this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jeremy Bergeron, and I'll catch you next time on Business X Factors.